Hi, it's Dr. Sophie, everybody. It's our weekly podcast. I'm hoping everybody had a great week. This week, we're going to be talking about something that we hear oftentimes only at the bad times, but that it is a very significant and important issue. And believe it or not, it's happening every day. We just happen to hear about it when it taps into the lives of a celebrity or someone that we are connected to on a national, global kind of level. But the bottom line is this is an everyday problem in everyday families. And if we don't pay some attention to this and we don't really address it and broaden the awareness of what this looks like and and the many different ways that it can present itself, I think it's going to be an ongoing problem that's only going to get worse. So today we're going to be talking about when does the use of a prescription medication become abuse? And how do you know or how do you know if you or someone you know is addicted to prescription medication? And why do you think, for some reason, there's so many celebrities doing this? So stay tuned and come on back because these are the issues I want to talk about today. Give me your calls. Give me your thoughts. Give me your opinions at one eight five five sophie now or one eight five five seven six seven four nine six six. Every caller will receive a free copy of my book, Side by Side, the Mother-Daughter Conflict Resolution Book. And again, who doesn't need that if you're a mother or a daughter? Because you've got to be in conflict at some point. We've got some great experts, so come on back. So like in general today, it's a real concerning issue about substance abuse because many people seem to think that, well, I don't drink alcohol, I don't use street drugs, so I must not be an addict or I must not be addicted to drugs or whatever. But the bottom line is there is strict and clear criteria by the American Psychiatric Association that discusses what is substance abuse and what is substance use. And there are both certain criteria that will define the disorders of each, use and abuse of substances. And guess what? Those substances don't have to just be alcohol. They don't just have to be street drugs. They can be the prescription medication in your medicine chest that your doctor is giving you. And so I think that we need to talk today about what does that look like and really why does it fall onto the lives of the celebrities that once they die, then we start taking a look at this again. We need to take a look at it every day in our own lives, in the lives of the people we love, in the lives of our family, because we've got to be able to see this stuff and get help. These are red flags that if we're aware of, we can really do something before it's too late. So I think we'll go to the phones now. And on the phone is one of my favorite people, but also one of my most amazing information sources. I read her work all the time. I get a lot of really great insight from it. I'm always wondering why she has the abilities and the insights and and how does she get to the points that she is but she's been known throughout our hollywood world here as a really great resource for information celebrity lifestyles how they end up in the messes they end up in how they end up in the good stuff that they end up in and i i wanted to talk to uh, her today a little bit and pick her brain and see what her thoughts are and why she thinks that we end up only dealing with this prescription drug issue or even addiction in general when somebody important dies. And and what is the broader message she thinks that celebrities need to hear and also what we can take from that as everyday people. So on the phone with me today is Radar Online expert to Hollywood stars, Jen Hager, Jennifer Hager. Jen, Jen, welcome. Welcome that was. How are you? What a great introduction. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you here. Well, it's an honor to be on the show, and I feel likewise about you. Your patients are so lucky to have you. Um, your expertise is second to none, and you are the top doc in Hollywood and around 
California, Thank not you. just I with celebrities. That. So tell me, like this addiction thing, aren't you tired of hearing about it? Yes. Yes. I'm tired of the addictions taking the lives of our best and brightest. You know, we saw it tragically last year with Amy Winehouse. We saw it, of course, you know, with Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Heath Ledger, you know, way back in the day, uh, River Phoenix, who died outside of Hyde Nightclub in Los Angeles. That was horrific when that happened. And it's an epidemic, and it only seems to be getting worse. What is it about? I mean, what do you think is going on here? Well, I think that these celebrities have, they put themselves in these cocoons, essentially, where they only have um, what I call the yes people around them. They don't have anyone in their lives giving them reason, saying no, someone giving them boundaries. So Whitney Houston, for example, you know, when she tragically passed away, several hours after she died at the Beverly Hilton Hotel, some of Whitney's inner circle was giving her daughter, Bobby Brown, um, sedatives and alcohol. We broke that story. You know, and here her mother was just found dead in the bathtub, most likely of a prescription overdose. And, you know, and these same people are giving her 18-year-old daughter the same thing that killed their mother. Now, Jen, people that are not here in this world with us, or like in Hollywood, are going to listen to this and say, oh, my gosh, like, is that for real? Or is that just them making it sound dramatic? I mean, is that for real? It's absolutely, absolutely 100%. We were the first outlet that broke that story, and we and it got picked up by other very, you know, mainstream news organizations. You know, we make yeah. sure before we go with a story, it has to go through our internal process to make sure that it's 100% accurate for not only accuracy reasons, but for legal reasons as right, well. Right. So, And, you know, we don't want to be creating more hype at a time in a, in the hysteria of a big story such as Whitney Houston dying, so we need we have a more responsibility. I think during that time, during yeah, the sudden no, that's true. hours after these stars die, it was absolutely one hundred percent true. And you know, she was hospitalized twice that's in the twelve hours after her mother died, and then subsequently after Whitney's funeral last Saturday. Bobby, Christina, again, went missing for several hours, and oh, I reported wow. that she showed up at her mother's burial on Sunday looking extremely haggard. She looked to be under the influence of something. Well, you know, do you think that these handlers or these people are giving her something because they're panicked and they don't know what to do about it and her emotional response to her mother's death, or do you think that's just the nature of these beasts? I think it's a little bit of both. I think Bobby Christina, you know, you have to remember she grew up with two addicts as parents. You know, Bobby Brown, her father is now successfully in recovery, but she has seen her parents using drugs. And so I think it's just become sadly the norm for her. And yes, I think absolutely the hangers on and the wannabes that want to live the lifestyle and be in that world. And they know the way that they can do it is by giving her something that she needs. So do you think that these handlers are, you're saying they're giving her medicine or whatever they're doing? Well, how are they getting their hands on this stuff? Is this medicine prescribed to these celebrities and then they're just giving it or are they bringing, how are they getting this stuff? You know, I think it is so easy now in our world in the world, and I'm not talking about Hollywood, I'm talking just in general for people to get prescription medications. It's very easy for anyone to get 
onto the internet and essentially order from online pharmacies, you know, Xanax, Ativan, Valium. With Bobby Christina in particular, I'm told she doesn't use prescription drugs. She's into cocaine. That wow. is her sad drug of choice, whereas her mother had seemed to quit the cocaine in uh, the last year and a half, but then reverted to prescription drug medications. You know, it, Bobby Christine is extremely smart, extremely bright. And you know, as being a doctor, maybe you could talk more about that, is that when someone wants something bad enough, they will get it, whether it's legal or yeah, not. And so yeah. they have people that can make that a lot easier for them to do. And what do you think drives the celebrity stuff? Is it just the addictive gene, or do you think there's the lifestyle that feeds into that kind of stuff? I think it's both, especially, you know, with Bobby Christina here. I don't want to sound like I'm harshing on her, but it's in the news. She's in the news these right. days because yeah. of her mom's tragic passing. She has two parents that were addicts. Whitney Houston has two brothers who are addicts, and I absolutely, it's hereditary, but it's also lifestyle. So I think she's dealing with a double-edged whammy because she's got it in her genes. And I think the lifestyle that she's been leading, you know, she hasn't been in school for a very long time. She's, Bobby, Christina never really had a regimented lifestyle that kids need. She didn't go to school. She was homeschooled. She didn't hang out with people her own age. She was with her mother a lot. So she was parentified probably. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me more about what you mean by like the pressures of the lifestyle. Why, you know, people listening to this are going to say, well, I mean, what's pressure? You got everything you want. Well, um, we can talk about Lindsay Lohan, who was just in court. She had a progress report hearing and she's actually, I hope, fingers crossed, turning it around. Oh, that's good. Uh, Lindsay has been dealing with drug and alcohol problems as well for many, many years. They've been well documented. And she's an addict that's struggling to stay sober in a world where drug use and alcohol use is absolutely abundant. And I think when she sees her peers using it socially and they're able to handle it, Perhaps Lindsay thinks that she can then cope a little bit better with the pressures of everyday life. You know, she's had a very volatile teenage years with her family. She doesn't have an intact parental unit supporting her, which makes it even harder, which I think is the common thread that we see through these young um, Hollywood stars, especially Lindsay. They're lost? Yes, they're absolutely lost. I think the lack of going to a normal high school, being amongst their peers, you know, I cannot rave enough about what Dakota Fanning's parents did for her. They made sure that she stayed in school here in Southern California when she was in high school so that she was experiencing normal things that teenagers need to go through. She went to the prom. She was a cheerleader. She did normal things. And when she had movie roles or filming, it was done around her school schedule. So she would film movies in the summertime, and now she's off at college. You never hear anything going on with her, and her parents are happily married. So it can be done. It just takes a lot. It seems like it takes more work to keep young Hollywood or even just safe. Hollywood stars in general, safe and yeah. sober. But you know what you're, you're what you're talking about is what everyday people can do. It's it's basic parenting and really making the commitment to your child to keep them safe. Absolutely, and I cannot emphasize that enough. You are so absolutely one hundred percent correct. And I think 
a mistake that Whitney Houston made was she wanted to be friends with her daughter. You know, that can come later on in life. Absolutely. That can come, you know, after she's out of college, after she's really done maturing. But Whitney was taking Bobby Christina to clubs with her. Yeah. Or staying out all night. You know, she, Bobby Christina needs a mother. Yeah. She needs a mother, but you not know what? a friend. Sometimes I think I wonder, did Whitney still need a mother? And she wasn't right. mature enough. And maybe, you know, even though her mother was there, she went out too soon into the world too. She wasn't prepared. Right. She was too soft. She wasn't really prepared. She was not aware of the evils of the world. Plus, you have the genetics she's got going for her, and she hits, hits a wall. Absolutely. It's so sad. 100%. And I think perhaps another issue that we saw this past weekend was I had so many people after Whitney Houston's funeral was over telling me that was the most amazing spiritual funeral. And I think that perhaps if Whitney had got, had revisited that, because that, you know, we know that faith was very, very strong in her family and she sang in the church choir until she was 18. And you have to think that perhaps if she had gone back to the church or if she turned back to her Roots. faith a yeah. little bit more, yeah. exactly a little bit more, maybe this could have been prevented. That's a sad thing. So what, what are we telling people now to be looking out for? as far as celebrities go and, and just this general world in general with these medications and the availability? I think we need to remember with celebrities, and this is how I approach every story, is that they are human beings. Right. That Whitney Houston, yes, she was this iconic figure in our life as an amazing, she was the voice. I mean, I get goosebumps still when I hear her rendition of the Star Spangled Banner that she sang at the Super Bowl in 1991 when this country was going to war with Iraq. I mean, that was just, that memory is embedded in everyone's mind, but we tend to, as the public, freeze frame on, you know, that's sort of where my, I identify with Whitney. And in talking with people close to her, after she died, even in the weeks leading up to, we, you know, Radar Online, we published stories about her very sad downward spiral in recent weeks. You know, she was seen coming out of that club with blood coming down her leg yeah. two days before she died. She looked disheveled. And it's uh, we need to remember that they are human beings and they are flawed and we cannot put them as a society on pedestals and then rip them down endure them to the scrutiny that is just relentless. Back when Britney Spears was having, was going through the height of her heyday when she was going through her problems and she'd shaved her head and she'd had, she'd been forced into several mental institutions on psych holds. And I was working at at a different organization then. And we made the decision, you know, every outlet had a crew covering her. You know, she yep. was, you know, she'd drive around in the middle of the night. She was acting, you know, she clearly was someone in need of help. And then she'd show up in Palm Springs. I made the decision to pull our crews off of her because oh, I felt it was so precarious for her. And I did not want to be a part of whatever was going to happen because I feared for her life. Yeah, because but, you, you can become one of those handlers. You just don't have drugs. You absolutely. Have a camera. Absolutely. Right. And I think we in the media need to be very mindful of how we, how we report these stories and just remember that they're human beings and they are flawed, just like every single one of us. We right. all have our imperfections. And I think if we can learn from these celebrities, I think that's the message is that, you know, yes, they have incredible 
talents and they're extremely wealthy. But I think from the Whitney Houston situation, if there is someone out there that is battling with prescription drugs, you cannot do it on your own. It took the life of one of our best and brightest. And I would just encourage anyone listening that is dealing with this, any sort of addiction, to reach out and to get help. Yep. And they are going to do that. So reaching out and getting help is the key because no matter who you are, how much money you have, if you're famous, if you're not, you're still a human being at the end of the day that needs help and you need to reach out. And if you're afraid, that's even worse and that could be a barrier, but overcome that fear and get some help because on the other side of it is either death or you get a better life. The choice is yours. And I mean, why do you think, Jen, these celebrities don't pick the better life? You know, some people would think this is suicidal. Exactly. And, you know, that was one question we asked ourselves. You know, we were looking into whether Whitney was suicidal in her final days. And I think what it is is I think they are so caught up in the disease of the addiction that they can't step out of the situation. And this is where they need someone in their life that is not the yes person, that is not the enabler. They need someone strong in their lives that will keep it real and and say to them, we're going to rehab right now. We're going to an AA meeting. We're going to an NA meeting. Someone has to be the voice of reason. And I also think, and I think that people battling with addiction also, they don't think that the disease is going to kill them. Right. No, absolutely. If she thought she was going to die, I'm sure she would have done things much differently. I think most addicts that do die, if they had a crystal ball, they would probably try to get help. Maybe some people are so far gone that they don't want it. But I have to believe that Whitney Houston, who loved her daughter so much, spent so much time with her, didn't want to die. And I think that they think that they're invincible. And I think that's really the takeaway message is that we're not. No one is. And I think also it's never too late. Yep. to get help. Yep, it's I mean, never I, too late. That's so key. And and so, I mean, the bottom line is basic core, solid parenting. Parents stay by your kids no matter what, whether they're a celebrity or they're not. Instill good basic foundations and beliefs in them so they don't stray too far away. And if they do, they have a place to come back to. And then if they end up in a little bit of a problem, they've got this core to come back to. And you got to be aware of the facts. See red flags going forward. And stay on top of this kind of stuff because this is a disease that will change your brain chemistry so you're not going to think properly. You're going to say to yourself, well, you know, this isn't going to kill me. Just like you said, Jen, I'm sure many of them don't go in this thinking, well, I'm going to die from it. Their brains aren't even functioning now. Absolutely. You know, that's my fear with a certain young actress who is making her comeback right now. I I hope and I want Lindsay to be in a good place. Yes. I, I want her to be safe. I want her to surround. I think she's now surrounding herself with better people that are providing reason in her life. She's actually doing so well on probation. And I just hope that it continues. So do I. I really do. Because, you know, these talents are wonderful pieces of our lives that we just keep losing and they slip away. And we don't realize the effect of this over time. We keep losing such great stuff and the sadness that goes along with it. But I want to thank you for coming on today, and please continue that thank wonderful you so work you much. do on, on thank you so much. Radar Online. An and, honor. And we find you where? At www.radaronline? 
Dot com. www.radaronline.com. Look for Jen Hager and her great reporting on Radar Online. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank Have you, a great Dr. Day. Sophie. So on the phone today, we just got off with one of my experts. We're talking about substance abuse in general. We're talking about celebrities, prescription drugs, the handlers of these people. And how does that relate to us in our everyday life as everyday people who, by the way, have it pretty darn good if you look at some of these celebrity issues of pressure and money that doesn't bring happiness and oftentimes that's why we're use, they're using these prescription medications because maybe they're self-medicating and they don't even realize it but the bottom line is good parenting good home life good beliefs and a place to always emotionally come back to that's safe for a child if they start to stray away whether they're an adult child or a child child the bottom line is be a parent all the way through and your children should do really well and keep your eyes open and see red flags but in general oftentimes as jen was telling us there's a lot of child stars or child actors that get out there they haven't had that good enough solid parenting either because they haven't been home long enough or they're out there too soon or whatever the reason is and they're put up against these kinds of situations of fame and and exposure and pressure and they are human just like everybody else and they're going to crack and oftentimes they crack by using drugs to take away pain and then they hit a wall so it's a rough situation and and i think you know my next guest is going to be able to give us a little bit more understanding to really what goes on in the inner circles of these situations the handlers and how do these celebrities actually get their hands on these prescription drugs give me a call let me know what you're thinking if you have any questions any issues any opinions at one eight five five sophie now or one eight five five seven six seven four nine six six um one of the interesting things to really take a look at is what is substance abuse and is it really substance use or substance abuse and as i said earlier there is really strict medical criteria to be able to diagnose these disorders and no matter what it is the issue is that there's a red flag that needs to be dealt with and you can't ignore the genetic side of a lot of this you can't ignore the environmentally induced side of a lot of this so if you see red flags please jump in please address this stuff you can look up online any of the criteria for substance use substance abuse prescription drugs but again if you're a parent be checking your children's computers their ipads their wherever they have access to the internet to see what addresses in their url space are they going to are they are they having access to prescription drugs are they talking to people who might get them for them look at their twitters be their friends on facebook you've got to integrate yourself as a parent into the lives of your children because this is the start of where you get the grounding and the foundation to be able to see red flags and to be able to get your child whether they're an adult or not back into a frame of mind and away from the addictive process because it is a killer as we see because we lose great talent every day but besides the talent that we're losing every day we lose everyday people every day and that's not a good thing it's a very sad thing this is an epidemic within our country within our nation and we've got to take a look at it because prescription drug abuse and use is really taking us over so my next guest is a very very interesting woman she's very educated has a ton of experience i've worked along with her on several different cases and she is going to give us a lot of insight into what goes on inside the world of the handlers of celebrities and how do celebrities actually get access to medications prescription drugs street drugs when they're out performing or when they're done performing that leads them down this path of being reinforced that people can get you drugs 
all you have to do is perform and create and make money for everybody. So on the phone with me now is Michelle Maiden. She's a talent manager to the stars. I've worked with her before, as I said, and I really value her opinion, and I want everyone to be able to hear what she has to say. Michelle, you there? Yes, I'm here, Dr. Sophie. How, How are, are you? you? I'm, I'm good. I'm actually in a plane, so if ah. we get disconnected, you'll know why. All right. Thank you for joining me. I wanted to just get your thoughts quickly about what goes on on these inner circles of these kinds of, uh, of the celebrities, like the managers and the handlers. How do these people get their drugs? Well, it's actually quite easy. Um, there are a lot of doctors and people around entertainers that will readily give them whatever they need. Why? They get infatuated by their success. Ah. And they want to be groupies, really. Unfortunately, you know, you see that every day. Are there names on these bottles? Like, do you go out and get them for your celebrity and say, hey, Joe Schmo, the famous guy needs some medicine, or do you put them in somebody's name? How does that happen? Well, of course, I don't do that. Yes, but a lot of uh, times we don't even know what's happening. So the handlers could be unaware that there are people in the entourage that ah. will go out and get prescription drugs, or they themselves have prescription medication that they'll give to the celebrities. It's very, very important to Whoa. know who's on your team, to have, you know, everyone that's honest. You have to check, recheck. You have to always have your eyes open, especially if you're on the management team, because that's, let's face it, that's what celebrities pay us for. They pay us to see the things that they can't see. Now, how do you get involved? Like, what if they don't trust you? Do you do something about that? Do you stay in it? Do you try to build that trust with the celebrity? Or do you say, you know what, until you trust me, I can't work? Well, to be honest with you, to do anything correctly. You have to build trust from the very beginning. And if you yeah. don't have that, it's never going to work. Exactly. And so, so what you, you can try to see how it goes, but as a professional for myself and, and to do a good job, if I'm not able to do my job and the person doesn't trust me, then you really can't help that person because it's, it's all built on trust. And what would you say is like, what, tell us one of your toughest situations that you've had. My toughest situation, you know, hits close to home. As you know, my husband is actually was a part of a group with Shaka Khan who has definitely gone through her struggles and battles. Well, that hit home. Yeah. You know, that's a 30-year relationship. And you see it every day where you're trying to help people and other people around, whether it's family members or, you know, that just don't have any vested interest in it. So they could care less whether the person is well, dies, or, right. you know, it's for the moment. They're in it for the moment, not for the long run. One of my other toughest cases was recently, which you and I were working on, and you never give up hope, especially if that person keeps reaching out to you, but right. you do have to draw the line. Right. You have to let them know how far you're willing to go, and you have to just say what's real. Hey, this right. is not going to work. Right, and I think that's part of getting healthy for everybody, if, if you draw that line at a certain point. Otherwise, you are an enabler, and, you, and you're becoming kind of enmeshed in the whole thing. So there is a certain point, I guess, that you have to draw that line as the manager and say, look, as much as I love you, this isn't going to work because I'm part of this problem if I stay here. Correct. And what I find is essential for anything I do is to have a support system. If uh, I'm not supported, which as well, you know, you're helping my clients, but you're also helping me, Dr. Sophie, to stay rooted and understand, you know, mental illness goes along with drug addiction. Right. Say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> mental illness goes along with drug addiction. It and does. a lot of times they're medicating a problem that they don't even realize they have. Yeah. And a lot of these, a lot of entertainers, as well as doctors and people that have erratic schedules, they're up at all times of day and night. They're traveling the world on different time scales. 
And sometimes it's innocent. They fall into the category where someone in their entourage says, hey, I have a Xanax. You want to go to sleep? And then it, it starts to snowball from there. And then they do doctor shopping. They go from city to city, country to country, and, you know, say, I can't sleep, or I'm tired when I'm on stage, right, or, right, right. and they fall into this uh, hole without even realizing that they've done it. And before you know it, they're having a drink, you know, they have medication they're taking, and that's why it's so important that whoever is taking care of that celebrity is looking at everything, and that's what I'm paid for. That's... I'm paid to get your back. I'm paid to tell you things you don't want to hear, and I'm paid to fire people that are ah. creating issues for our, our situation. It's just very crucial to have a support system that includes the management team, a psychiatrist. Everybody has to work together on this. So t- two things. I know you're getting ready to go off on a plane. One is, um, so you have to basically be their parent, right? Yes. You have to be their parent, and you also have to be the person that even when a parent isn't ready to make the proper decision, you have to be strong enough to know that that's what they pay you for. They right. pay you to protect them, to make sure that the people that are around them are checked out and your eyes are always open, you're listening, yeah. because a lot of things fall through the cracks with these people. But even if, even if they're giving you a hard time, they don't want that protection, but they're paying for it. You know they need it and want it, and that's part of the illness. Well, that's called integrity. That's uh, called having a team with integrity that, you know, as well, yes. I have people that I deal with every day that are depending and trusting that I'm going to be protecting them as well, whether it's an agent, you know, a promoter, sure, a producer. It's a very, very big but small world, entertainment. And you just have to know that no matter what the artist does, because let's face it, not every day people become superstars like a Whitney Houston. The whole world sees everything that's going on, which right. is, you know, in the media as we speak right now, which... Unfortunately, the handlers in that situation didn't pay attention or really understand that you know she's drinking alcohol, you know she's taking prescription medications. That's death right there. Call, so dr- you, have, yeah. you have to step up and you yeah. have to protect everybody involved and you just have to do things that are uncomfortable for some people. Yeah, and that's the, my, my next question was, you know, have you had to get in the face of even family members to even back off from the celebrity that you're paid to take care of and protect in their best interest? Oh, my gosh, I've had letters written about me. I've had, uh, you know, people wanting to hire lawyers because I've had to put my clients in rehab. Ah, I see. So you, know, you, and, you do whatever it takes. You have to do that. That's a part of your job. It's a part of, especially in 2012, and how easy it is to be hooked on prescription medications. You know, it's a lot easier than it is to get street drugs, to get a prescription med. Unfortunately. Well, I know you're on a plane and you're heading back, I think, to the United States. Yes, I'm, ba- I'm coming back home. And All in right. fact, I have an artist that I had to fly to Canada in an emergency because they had to put her in the hospital. Ah, well, I so, hope everything's you know. okay. But if there were more managers like you, I think our celebrities would have longer lives and, and healthier lives. And so I really appreciate all your hard work, your integrity, your honest head and heart. And I enjoy working with you. And please have a safe trip and call me when you get back. Thank you, Dr. Sophie. All I right. appreciate being Thank on the you. show. Bye. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Bye. Keep it up. Bye-bye. So on the phone with me was Michelle Maiden. She is a talent manager for many celebrities, but specifically rockers and music people. And she's had years and years of experience. She's not old, but she's had lots of experience. And worked with her on a case or two. And she really does have the integrity that it takes, but it doesn't mean that she hasn't walked away in the past either. So this is a, a huge issue, and it's even worse when it's a celebrity. But you know what? Translate it to your own life. And the celebrity is the kid or child or the drug abuser in your home or in your life 
and you're the manager, basically, the protector or the person who wants to bring their attention to it or get them some help. And they're going to fight it. They're not going to hear it. They're going to deny it. They're going to move out. They're going to run away. But the bottom line is you keep going. You have integrity. And at a certain point, though, you got to draw the line and pull out. Otherwise, you're part of the problem. And that's really the toughest time when you got to say, you know what? I got to walk away because this is tough for me, but I'm not helping you and you're not ready. Sometimes those are the most impactful times for the user because then they feel alone and maybe that's when they hit the wall and say, hey, I got to get myself together. And if they don't, then they will eventually because if they don't, they will hit a wall. And the bottom line is that they need to be able to be left alone because if you're a celebrity, you always have a handler around you. You can always find somebody who's going to get you something. But if you continue to do that, you see where it ends up. And I think the bigger message is to be aware of this kind of stuff, see it earlier on, see those red flags and be able to jump in so that we don't have people who just continue to use until they die. And the other important thing that um, I learned from Michelle and heard again today, and you'll see it in your everyday lives as well, is that whoever's using the drugs, they're not even aware of the fact that how what they're doing affects everyone around them. So if it's the celebrity, as Michelle was talking about, that whole negative thing, the impact of somebody being high on stage or not being able to perform or not being able to perform well, affects the manager, the the venue place, the promoters, the manager, everybody gets affected by the poor performance due to prescription drugs or any drug that somebody's on. Well, the same thing happens to us in our lives, that if we have an addict and they're not getting up in the morning and they miss their job and they don't get paid, the kids don't eat, the bills don't get paid. I mean, it's a trickle-down effect no matter what, and it starts with the user. So see these things, see them as red flags, and please reach out for some help. So I'd like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to my really great guest experts today, Michelle Maiden, talent manager Jen Hager from Radar Online, talking about celebrities from two different angles. One is the reporting of it and the angle of seeing this firsthand from Radar Online, having information, and, and just kind of over the global time that they're there, seeing how many celebrities are going down from prescription drug use, street drug use, or the transition from street drug use to prescription drug use. And then Michelle Maiden, a really expert talent manager who has given us the inside scoop of what it looks like from the handler's view inside and how you manage a celebrity who doesn't want to be managed and prescription drug use and, and access to alcohol and drugs. But none of that matters because at this point, you can translate that back to your own life. Every one of us knows somebody who may be at risk of prescription drug use, substance use, substance abuse, street drugs, prescription drugs. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is it's a red flag. Somebody's got some issue going on inside, and we need to help them take a look at it from the mental health side as well as the genetic addiction side. So please take a listen, look up these resources, and reach out for help. There's always help. You just got to look for it. Again, thank you to all my listeners and callers for today's show. Please get on the podcast website at www.drsophie.com. Again, www.drsophy.com. Please call and give me your thoughts 24 hours a day, your opinions, whatever it is you want to hear more about at 1-855-SOPHIE-NOW or 1-855-767-4966. Again, you can get my new book, Side by Side, the Mother-Daughter Conflict Resolution Book, who doesn't need that? It's really a great book. It's fun and it's explanatory of how you can get through those daily conflicts and get onto a better path between mother and daughter. 
Also, follow me on Twitter and Facebook for any updates, television appearances, or any new podcasts that are coming out. And visit iTunes to download the full version of Andy Grammer's Keep Your Head Up. And please, don't forget to sweep. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head